Pickaxe. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they're plunged from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Come one, come all to the premier bowling experience in all of Pastow and Valorath. Come on down to the one and only Drunken Ox Eastern location and show your strength and skill against every one of your peers, as long as there are only two of you, at our two beautiful lanes. You can also try your hand at our mechanical ox. Last eight seconds without getting bucked off and earn a drink voucher and another turn on the ox. Feeling thirsty? Be sure to try our ox horns filled with the finest ale in all of Pastow with an extra buck of flavor to get you really bucked up. Bowling night, only at the Drunken Ox. One door down from the Toasted Ox. We'll see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director. I am joined today by my confused cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who really wanted to be friends with Xander but didn't know how, so he turned to the one weird fact that he knows, which is he believes that the Easter Island heads actually do have bodies beneath them. Anna Brisbane. I am playing Blueberry Sky. She's an actress and she likes animals and plants and stuff. (laughs) Nigel Deacon. (laughs) What up, Xander Gucci Supreme, the alien researcher camera guy who lost his virginity at the Mothman Festival in West Virginia. What? Oh. <laughs> Is that actually a thing, a Mothman Festival? In West oh, it's gotta yeah. be. Do you think I lie in my intros? No, I was just curious. I was just, you know, we're world building. Maybe Xander started the Mothman Festival of West Virginia. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's too young. It's been around for years. <laughs> of course it has. <laughs> and Vince Perino. Jet the Boulder Chambers, uh, Big Burly Heartthrob, whose love resides with his mom and puppy Princess Pebbles. And there you go. It was very nice to you today, Colin. Oh, I appreciate it. I didn't change it up. Just for you. So, all right. Let's jump right in. Do a quick recap of what happened last time. You began the next leg of your journey entering Pastel by boat. Docking and not quite sure where to go, you debated your options and decided to check out Arcane Tatao to find out as much information as you could about Zephyr before heading towards the Drunken Ox for bowling night. Arriving at Arcane Tatao, you met Jazz, tattooing a raindrop onto his forearm. Sebastian received a small tattoo of the rune from his dream on his wrist. During this info-gathering session, three men walked in with a large bag of coin and asked Jazz for tattoos the following night. This prompted you all to find out all about Jazz's different temporary and permanent tattoos, as well as a little bit of information about Zephyr. Jazz has tattooed him a few times. He is rather quiet when he is there. One tattoo he had been given is known as the Gryling, a part fish, part horse, part dragon sea monster that he would look for in the calm of night. As well as he had left some seaweed wrappers from coconut candies that come from Hyannis, 
you deduced he must have them specially imported. You gathered up, left Arcane to Tao, you noticed the temple nearby had a procession of many people, mostly Dwarven, bringing candles into the temple, and you started heading towards the Drunken Ox. On your way, Blueberry saw two bodies in a residential alleyway nearby. Jet and Xander investigated the bodies and spoke to a dwarf inside the nearby residence who you later found out to be Gulliver. You found a note that stated a job that was requested from Gulliver to go to a nearby store called Visage and receive a real ring instead of a counterfeit one for his fiance. Blueberry saw a large tabaxi man run up with four Valorith guards as Jet, you heard glass shattering on the inside of Gulliver's house. Y'all spoke with the tabaxi man Kovar, and he offered for you to help them by finishing the job, bringing Reginald, the owner of Visage, to a tavern known as Haven, and killing the Ashen Phoenix to stop their ruthless murders in the city. He also told you that the Ashen Phoenix members have a tattoo of a feather behind their right ear. You accepted the job while not agreeing to murder the Ashen Phoenix members, and you headed on your way to the market. Blueberry entered Visage, acting as a customer, and distracted Reginald as Madonna. And Xander entered stealthily and was able to restrain Reginald and bring him into the back room. Xander and Jet got information and a ring from Reginald before incapacitating him in preparation for a weekend at Bernie's. Blueberry and Sebastian were out in the storefront. Sebastian pretended to be a doorman while Blueberry looked for ways to save the overcrowded fish in the fish tank. Xander and Jet rejoined you two with a new garment of clothing that everyone saw as something different. Not wanting to argue about the pants too long, Xander went to go to try to open the safe and was nearly successful while Sebastian watched his valiant efforts. Blueberry looked for clothes to hide Reginald for their trip across the city, and Jet went to look for a hat to cover his face. While Jet was looking, however, a man pushed these doors wide open and walked into the store. That man was Badger, alive and well. Now, you are all in various areas of Visage. Xander and Sebastian busy attempting to unlock the safe. Blueberry, you feel a rush of wind from the door opening at the front of the store. And Jet, you see this man looking right at you. The question is... Hey, where's the ring? You're dead! Why don't you go back there and take it from Xander and bring it to me? Jet, I need a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh <laughs> no! What? <laughs> what? Oh god, that's a nat one! Okay! Oh god! <laughs> what a start! Jet, you are physically compelled by all of your being to do exactly what he just said. To go to the back of the store, grab the ring from Xander, and bring it to him. I'm running to the back room. Xander! Xander, hide the ring! Hide the ring! Hide the ring now! Hide the ring now! Xander! What? Hide it now! Um, I'll put the ring under Xander, the safe. The Is there ring? space under the safe? Uh, yes. Alright, I put the ring underneath the safe. Xander! Xander! Yeah, yo, what up? I need, I need the ring. Hey, Someone hey, hey. just walked I, in I and put some spell on him. He's being weird. Give me the ring. Uh, uh, all right. Are there any counterfeit rings laying around? Can I just grab one of those? It is the back room. There's got to be something, right? I will say, yeah, when you walked in, you noticed there was a ring being plated in gold on the table. Uh, yo, bro, here, here, here you go. This, it's the ring. Who, who are you getting this ring for? I want to roll an insight check. Please do. <laughs> I was going to have you do that. 
So that guy that we saw dead that was called Badger and he was like grungy. Yeah. He's here now and he's not even bloody. What? That's kind of sketch. All right. I don't like that. Dirty 20. You couldn't do that on your wisdom save. Jet, you know that's not the ring. Xander, you can't trick me. I, I know how the ring looks. Can you please just give it to me? No, nah, honestly, bro, I, I think I might have lost it. So I'm just, I just passed this. Along. I know you just had it in your pocket. How could you have lost it? I, I got holes in my pockets. Have you seen these pants? Prove it. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? They're dropping that shit all the time. <laughs> Look at these raggedy Adidas Renaissance track pants. You think anything could fit in those? Hey, yo, calm down on the pants, bro. They're kind of like them. I want to put my hands in his pockets. I want to feel if there's actually holes in there and to see if the ring is in there. You're getting a little friendly there, bro. Can you, uh, <laughs> it's all right. Like, I just, uh, I careful. really need that's, this ring. That's a little close. Okay, I want to peek out to the front and see what the hell is happening. As you peek out to the front, Badger's standing about 10 feet from the door to the back. He's not moving towards you any further, but he is standing there and he seems to be waiting. Can you stop? Stop what? That seems like a really immoral thing to do. What? Get Gulliver his ring? To, like, take control over someone's brain like that? What do you mean? What you just did to my friend. He's just doing me a favor. No, he's not. He asked you, he was like, you're dead. What the hell is going on? And you didn't even answer his question. You were just like, do this thing for me, even though I don't even know you. And then he just does it. That's not like him. Fine. Why don't you go get me the ring then? Wisdom saving throw. Oh my god. Jet, you no longer feel compelled to do this. I was about to say. 14. Blueberry, you pass. You do feel that this something was trying to manipulate your brain. And you, for a second, you're like, okay, I can do that. But you're able to steal yourself and you know that this wasn't your own thought process. Oh my god, you dick. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I am a good deal more um, in touch with the world than my friend Jet is. So I, no, no, I see through your bullshit. Stop it. I was just going to try and break away from, from Jet's pocket grabbing <laughs> and try and get up to the front. Oh, oh, oh um, I'm, I'm so sorry. What am I doing? I'm sorry. That's all right. Let me just take these back. Like my pockets? <laughs> no, 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 my hands. My hands. <laughs> I want to cast Entangle on the guy. Oh. Strength save. Strength save. All right. That is a six. A six? Yes. Okay. So grasping weeds and vines are sprouting out from the ground in a 20-foot square. I'm going to back out, but uh, <laughs> so I'm not within the 20 feet. <laughs> But because uh, I don't I don't want it to go outside. So this store is pretty big. So you can you can decide if you want it centered on where Badger is or if you want everything from where he is into the door. I would like it to go up to the edge of the door and basically centered on him, but not going out the door. So he is restrained by the entangling plants. You can see as you do that, he just puts both his hands up. He, he is restrained by these plants, but he's just holding his hands up. All right. Why don't you come out here and talk? I am out here. You talk. Why don't you bring your friends out here? Friends! D yes? I've got this dick tangled up in the weeds. On it. Did I hear him say my name? Are you guys all walking out into- Yeah, I figured we're yeah. kind of sprouting out together. Sebastian, what's your armor class? <laughs> what? 13? 
I just rolled a natural 20. <gasps> so why do you even ask? <laughs> As you walk out this door, there was an invisible man hiding to the side. What the fuck? What? He jumps out, grabs you, and takes a serrated dagger and tries to slit your throat. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. No. You're going to take 10 piercing damage. Okay. And 14 psychic damage. <gasps> That's a lot. Oh, I'm no. unconscious. Hello. And as this guy exits invisibility, you see he is dressed in a Valorith guard uniform. No way. Oh, shit. Wait, the other dead guy? Yes. <gasps> what? Everyone roll initiative. Oh, this is the one time in my life that I need a low initiative. Please, for fuck's sake, just keep the trend up of my garbage initiative rolls for <laughs> once. <laughs> I got a seven. That's a dirty 20, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Uh, four. <laughs> it was the complete opposite, but we need. <laughs> you guys have all just come out into the main room. You're all relatively around this spot in the back. While Badger is a few feet in front of you guys restrained. I'm assuming you guys were not trying to move into his range, so you're not quite there yet. And this other guy is to the side and he had grabbed Sebastian, and now Sebastian is on the ground. And Sebastian, I need a death save. That's a five. <laughs> Five's a fail. Ah. All right, that is Badger's turn. Badger is going to try to break, so it's just another strength saving throw to try to break from the restraint. Yep. That's a nat one. He's got nothing. Ah. That is the guard's turn. Uh, it would have been so sick if I accidentally got the guard too. Oh my god! That's why I was asking so specifically mm -hmm. why know. where it was because I was trying to make sure because he was right by the yeah. Jet, this guy now serrated dagger comes up to you, tries to stab through your plate mail. That is a seventeen to hit. Eighteen, baby. He goes for a little weak spot of right where your, your chain mail and your pants come through. The chain mail, he just goes a little bit too high. It bounces off of that. And that is your turn, Jet. Right next to you, Sebastian had just gone down. This guy is right in between you and Sebastian. And then Badger is restrained uh, about 15 feet away from you, we'll say. I want to reach down and, and give him my whole 10 uh, land hands pull. Oh, thank you. All right, Sebastian is back up. Jet, is there anything else you want to do? I am going to cast Shield of Faith on Sebastian as a bonus action. I'm trying to sit, think of something for like a shimmering field around him, but... Little sparkly gold music notes. Yes, I want little music notes flying around. You put this shimmering field of music notes, a little bit of a staff is in the background. Sebastian, your AC is uh, increased by two. <gasps> Blueberry, your turn. Okay, that was insanely rude I would like to stand on the other side let me know if this makes sense I would like to put the um the tangle of weeds in between me and the invisible guard guy and I want to thorn whip him so that I could pull him into it Ooh. so with your entangle can you walk through it or would you have to walk around it 
No, only a creature in the area when you cast a spell has to make the save, but um, it becomes difficult terrain. So I'd like to pull him into the difficult terrain. So you kind of moved around Badger, who is still struggling to get out. You can see he's pulling at his, uh, pulling at all these weeds and these vines, and they just keep on grabbing. Thornwhip can only pull ten feet, though. So yeah, you, he's ten feet away from, or he's five feet away. So you'd be able to pull him into okay, perfect. this area if you hit. Perfect. Okay, sixteen. That hits. <gasps> yes. Okay. Oh, I'm still level two. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, one piercing, but I pull him ten feet into the vines. Blueberry, as you you notice, like you hit this guard right in his metal, and it does not make a metal sound. Oh this guy's fake AF! Xander, your turn. So uh it's Eldritch Blast time, baby. Uh so I pull he pulls out the camera, he takes a click at not Badger. So the guard and Badger are like right next to each other now because Blueberry pulled uh, the guard into him. So they are both in these tangle of weeds right now. I wish I had an attack that could hit multiple people, but right now it's just, hell- uh, sorry, Eldritch Blast. Nope, it's an 11. That does not hit. Okay. There's a big mass of vines um, and one pops up a little too high as you were shooting. How much did uh, Jet heal, Sebastian? 10. All right. As a bonus action, I'd like to send some good vibes his way for six extra health. Liddy! Is that healing word or? It's healing light. Oh. Sebastian, you're feeling better. You've got some good vibes and it is your turn. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, what? I don't know what the fuck happened. I walked out the door and then I'm on the floor. <laughs> Bars. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> and then because I accidentally rhymed, I'm going to whip the guitar and I'm like, I got to work with this. And I'm going to just <laughs> hardcore strum it. And I'm going to cast Thunder Wave in a manner that I can hit both of them without messing up anybody else, if possible. How big is it? 15 foot cube. Uh, yeah. So it's not a 15 foot radius, it's a 15 foot cube. So you can do that. You can hit both of them without hitting Blueberry or Jet. Nice. And it is con save. 13. Badger saved, but uh, the guard failed. Okay. So that is 2d8. Four. Uh, The guard gets pushed back in a direction. Do you care which direction it is? Can he be pushed into, like, more into the vines? He's kind of in the center right now, so you'd either push him towards Blueberry, away from you guys, towards the front door, or a little bit closer to Jet and you, or you can kind of just push him, like, into the table that's next to him. Let's push him into the table. I'm going to roll a d4 and say that's bludgeoning damage. Hey. Two more bludgeoning damage, because he, he hit his head on the table. Ha, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes, for now. All right, that is Badger. He's still trying to rip at these vines. <laughs> it's a four. Uh, <laughs> so he's not doing great. So that is Guardy Boy. Badger starts saying, like, dude, get me out of here. I got it. I can't help you. The guard is actually going to take his action to try to get Badger out because that's something they can do, right? I don't see why not. I'm pretty sure that's what the spell says, but I don't remember. I don't see anything on it that says that they can, but I also don't see anything that says that they can't. 
All right. Well, he he tried and he failed as well. Ha! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that is Jet's turn. They are both together in the vines. All right. How far away am I from them? Uh, 15 feet. Of difficult terrain. Or at least some of it is difficult terrain. Oh, right. So that cuts me in half, though, right? Basically. But you, you should still be able to get to him. The guy who's restrained is going to be a lot easier to hit. Uh, I want to swing at him with my with my war hammer. Yeah, if you attack Badger, you got advantage because he's restrained. Yeah, not twenty. Damn, dude! Whoa. All right, <laughs> we're 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 gonna do some uh, divine smite for sure. Nice. So do your normal damage and roll the D eight twice. That is a one plus three. That's a four. And that's a seven. And then your smite damage should be 2d8, so you're going to roll 4d8. Oh, jeez. Okay, so that's four plus three, seven, plus six. Thirteen. Thirteen. Plus five. Eighteen. This guy was looking up at you as you're able to just get a really good crack on him. You can see that with that much damage and that much radiation explosion of light, Jet, for a second, this dude looks completely different. <gasps> How so? What? Mm, interesting. Badger's grungy. He's got like his long beard, raggedy hair. But for a second, you see swooped back, gelled hair, clean face, humanoid with like this really sharp nose. And then it's immediately back to Badger. It's almost like you didn't see it at all, but you did. Did anybody else see this? We'll say no. It's a hectic battle. Okay. Blueberry, your turn. I would like to walk up to Badger Guy and try to knock him out with my quarterstaff. Oh, yeah, that's 22. Definitely hits. And that's five bludgeoning. He is still standing. Ah! He looks really rough. You can see he, like, falls a little bit. His head looks like it's spinning everywhere. Xander. Uh, yo, you're going for that non-lethal shit, right? Yeah, please don't kill people unnecessarily. I would like to throw my knife into his leg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're gonna you're gonna throw a dagger at Badger. Yeah, I'll still give you advantage. Tight. The first one was a ten, and the second one was a twenty-one. Definitely hits. Three. With especially with a twenty-one, you hit right in the leg. You can see that he has just had enough, and one of these vines accidentally like hits him in the head, and you can see that he is exhausted, goes limp, but the vines are still keeping him upright because they're like rather rigid around him. But now there is just this other guard left. Xander, as you hit that, and this guy goes limp, he completely reverts to this slicked back hair, clean shaven. This man is no longer Badger. I knew it. Wait, where'd Badger go? He died, you... So who's that guy? Fake! He's a poser. Sebastian. Okay, well, we don't deal with posers in the pop punk community, so I'm going to look at at the guard who decided to slit my throat, and I would like (laughs) to cast dissonant whispers on him, please. Okay. What are you saying to him as I'm doing a wisdom save? Yes, wisdom save 13. Okay, he got a 16, so he did pass. Dang it. I would just like to burn into his brain... Listen, man, you didn't have to be all invisible and stuff. You could have just said hi, and I would have introduced myself. And, man, I, I would have just said, you know, it's knife to meet you. 
And instead, you slit my throat. <laughs> All right, roll your damage. Five, five, four, 14. 14, so he's going to take seven. The damage is really just from, like, how bad it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Should we all take that seven damage? No, he's the only one who hears it. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. So we're good. Nigel takes that damage, Xander doesn't. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is this guard's turn. He is looking at you all terrified. He looks over at Badger, or well, not Badger, his friend, who is no longer Badger. He's going to step away from Badger, stepping into Blueberry and slicing at her. Stop it! No. That's a 14 to hit? No, 15, bitch. Oh, damn <laughs> it. Oh, God. These guys suck. Actually, I'm just rolling like trash. You can see he's trying to run as fast as he can through these vines, and he's taking like a quick slice at you on his way towards the door. Um, and no. he is leaving your range. I'm swinging at him. All right. Ah, five. No, five's not enough. He did only get 10 feet away from you because of all this difficult terrain, so he is not much further. Ha! That is Jet's turn. Jet, you're standing right in front of Badger. Well, not Badger. Blueberry's on the other side, and then 20 feet from you through these vines is this dude. Okay, so he's through the vines, so I have to get through the vines to get to him, right? Actually, with your speed, you are able to get into range. Of yeah, him. you're already like halfway through the vines. So I want to run at him and try to tackle him. You're trying to grapple? Yes. So roll athletics and he's going to roll athletics. Uh, 15. Ooh, I got a 15. We got to re-roll. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's, it's going really well. 11. Ooh, he got a nine. <laughs> I want to tackle him to the ground. Like, I want to do a full-blown, like, football tackle, shoulder into his belly, tackle him down to the ground, and then get behind him and try to, like, hold him up. The fish tank is right here. You're able to knock him to the ground. (laughs) These fish are all coming over to the corner to look at what's going on. Nice. You get a nice little uh, reflection from one of the torches through the water as you're able to get behind him, and you're able to get around him and grapple him. I'm going to keep us in initiative. Blueberry. Your turn. I'm going to walk up to Jet, and while Jet is grappling him, I want to do my best to tie him up with a rope. Let's do this. Let's do a straight-up strength contest. I'm going to give you advantage. If you beat him this time, he's just going to be incapacitated, tied up. Fifteen. Ten. Ha! Yes. Jet's helping you. He's moving his arms around as best he can to get you the best tie-up spots so you can get this dude tied up. The more and more you, like, tie this dude, you can see the same kind of thing. Like, if you pull really hard, it's almost like his visage of this guard, like, fades away. These ropes start going through the metal. Ah! And I'm just going to say with this, like, you're incapacitating him. Show your real face, you coward. I want to slap him in the face. (laughs) You slap him in the face. (laughs) Are there big windows and doors and stuff? Can I, like, druid craft, like, vines and stuff? An ivy to, like, cover any windows? How big can druid craft do per round? Uh, Not much at all. But, like, I'll just keep spending my time as long as you deem fit. So the, the storefront of this is, like, 25 feet wide, 10 foot tall, and they're big, giant windows. So it will take a little bit to do that, if that's what you're trying to do. Instead, I would like to 
assist Jet in dragging this guy to the back. I'll get rid of the vines. As you do so, Badger's body collapses on the ground. While the vines are collapsing, can I cut like a mouth-sized one, two of them? <laughs> You're trying to. <laughs> I'll just make them for you. Are you trying to gag them Here. with vines? Yes. <laughs> Blueberry makes you some vines <laughs> to gag these dudes. I want to slap them a couple times and just say, "Show me your real face." Well, he is showing you his real face. He has been. Oh. Tell me who you are. And you can see he's trying to not outwardly project that he is uh, being harmed. Do you like this? I want to smack him again. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, what? Take the vine out of his mouth. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot I gagged him. (laughs) Someone get the badger guy out from the front. Sebastian, let's go grab him. On it. Let's go. Can I make sure the front door is locked? There seems to be a need for a key. Okay, I could either stick my quarter stuff in there or whatever. We'll just say you druid craft some vines as like a rope to keep the doors together. Okay, and if there, I don't know if there's a sign that says open, but I would like to flip it to closed. <laughs> oh, sure. Hell yeah, there is. And it is now closed. And if there are lights in this front room, I want to turn those off. Okay, yeah, you start going around to extinguishing torches. Yeah. I'll go over to Badger's feet and I'll grab his feet and then I'll... I'll ask Xander to grab his other half, and then we could carry him to the back room. On it. Xander, give me an investigation check. 17. Yeah, as you grab this dude's arms, Sebastian's got his legs. Uh, You can see his head is, like, moving around a little bit. He is completely knocked out, moves to the left, and you can see a gray feather tattooed behind his right ear. (gasps) Oh, shit. This that Ashen Phoenix dude. Or, well, not the one, but like he... Another one. Another one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You're still kind of hurt, right, Sebastian? Uh, I'm feeling super duper better now. Uh, There's definitely probably some sort of scar on my throat, which is going to suck. But I guess it's kind of metal, right? Yeah, it's badass. Girls are going to love it. (laughs) All right, cool. No, I'm good then. Oh, you're good. Okay, never mind. Not Badger and not Guard are now in the back. I'd like to search his pockets. Their pockets? Yeah, I want to help. Do you find 24 gold pieces total? <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, my. We balling. <laughs> Both of them have a dagger. Oh, Sander. Dibs. These are fun serrated daggers. They killed the real badger because they have serrated knives. <gasps> Wait. Oh, damn. I don't like that. On one of these bodies, the one who uh, was badger, he has a note on him. It seems like quickly scribbled is the address that was on the note that you previously found on the real badger's body. But one thing you also notice is it was written on the back of a label for a bottle of wine. Oh, my God. Hmm. Interesting. Called what? It is branded New Beginnings. The label itself looks to be a drawing of a building connected to a large archway in Pastow with the sea behind it. And the building has a large stained glass window that depicts a wine bottle with a coiled snake around it. And the snake is eating its own tail, creating a loop. Ouroboros. Mm. Weird. So the, the uh, what's his name, is passed out. I mean, they're all passed out. All three of them. Oh. 
Yeah, we have a lot of bodies back here right now. <laughs> I forgot about... Oh, that's right. I'd like to retrieve my knife also from the dude's leg, because that's Jacob's knife and I can't lose that. <gasps> yes, you can't lose Jacob's knife. Are we putting all these guys on the horse with sunglasses? Yo, somebody grab a car. We got to drive out of here. <laughs> Yo, yeah, we don't have enough uh, room to... Dr- How do we get all of these bodies back? Do we just leave the two here? We'll figure that out when the time comes. First, we got to figure out who they are. I want to sit the one up that I was slapping. You had punched him enough times where he'd pass out, and at this point, he's awake again. Okay, I want to slap him to wake him up. Are you going to ungag him? Not yet. All right, listen. Sitting him down. I'm putting a light right in his face. Listen, if you want to get out of here alive, you're going to answer all of our questions. You got it? I'm going to slap him. You hear me? I'm pulling the gag off. Who are you? I would like to watch from the other side of the guy because I want to watch his hands. Like, just make sure he's not wiggling out. I I brought my crossbow out and I'm kind of just pointing it at not guard uh, just in case he happens to wake up before we're done with not badger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll say you guys take the time to tie up badger as well, just in case. Why don't you untie me? And I need a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh my, my God. Does that, wait, does that have a somatic components where he has to no, move his hands? No, it does not. God damn I, it. I just checked. That's oh. what I was Googling. That's why you needed to pause. Yep. Oh, oh my God. You said wisdom? Wisdom saving throw. Nine. Okay, you have this undying need to untie this man. I'm going to smack the guy in the head Blueberry. with a quarter staff. And I would like to jump on Jet. I want to knock him out. <laughs> Jet, you start getting ready to go untie him, and then Blueberry hits this dude in the head, <laughs> puts him back out, and you do not feel like you have to do that anymore. <laughs> what just happened? Let's try this other guy so this nonsense can stop happening. I just wanted to untie him. Why'd you... Why'd you knock him out? I just wanted to untie Jet, him. Jet, why don't you not talk to these dudes anymore? Because you seem easily influenced here. Listen... <laughs> Listen, he he almost killed my friend. So you untie him? Well, I felt like it was the right moment. All right, go stand in the doorway. Go go keep guard. Like let's, let let us slap around these fools for a little bit and we'll uh we'll we'll let you know how it goes. I'm going to crossbow up, just poke not guard in the head and try to wake him up. <sighs> Hello? Yes. 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 Why the heck did you try to kill me? <laughs> what? You? Yes. Why? You took our job. They took our jobs. They took our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. Hold up. Hold up. Hold. Wait. We we uh we didn't take anyone's job. We we're just trying to f- solve a murder for some like these dudes. You do the dudes you looked like was dead. Am dead. You are dead. <laughs> No. Well, you was dead. No. You're disguised as that badger guy, or one of you was, and the other one was like the other guy, and they were both dead in the alley. Yes. So why did you disguise as them? So we could complete the job. For whom? He looks at you, stops talking. For 
whom? Oh, no, buddy. I'm going to kick him a little bit. It, not kick him, but like just nudge him with my foot. And then I'm going to angrily just pull the crossbow up like I'm looking down and the sides. And I'm going to druidcraft a bunch of vines with thorns in my hands as if they're about to jump out at him. And I will continue standing there. You answer this nice lady's question. Yeah, what they said. Both of you give me intimidation. We'll take the higher one. Twelve. Twenty-one. Yes. Oh, Yay. shit. You can see this guy looks at Blueberry, doesn't really get that nervous. But uh, Sebastian, you got this menacing face and like looking down the bolt that you have prepped. You killed me. I won't hesitate to do the same to you. What was your question? I don't remember. Blueberry? Who was the job for? The Ashen Phoenix. And what was the job? To get Gulliver his ring. But we were also instructed to get Gulliver his ring. Correct. So why did you want it? So that we could get paid for the job. Oh, it's like a competition thing? Like multiple people might get the job, but like only one person can turn it in? Well, we took the job from those two dead men. We didn't expect anyone else to take their place. Did you kill them? Yes. Oh. Oh my god. Mm, Alright, I see how it's going. I see how it's going. So, maybe we should just knock these dudes out, grab the homie, and, and uh, dip on out. Surprised you were working with Kovar. What's wrong with Kovar? I mean, you met him and trusted him so quickly. Uh, well, yeah, he was kind of big and scary, uh, but he was with other guards, so, I mean, is he not a good guy? <laughs> if you believe the Valor Earth guards are the good ones, then you may be in the wrong place. You were impersonating a Valor Earth guard, though, so, like... Yes. That Im- impersonation, that's, that's also not great. It's the sincerest form of flattery. And you also tried to slit the throat of someone who just took a job that you yeah. already murdered two people to steal. Why are, why are we supposed to judge your judgment on who is a good person to trust? Yeah, I'm still salty about that. Yeah. The voiceless are the ones keeping Pastel in the dirt. Yash and Phoenix want to do just that. Have Pastel rise from the ashes. Can I speak to your manager? Like, who's who's your boss? Like, we talk about what's going on. I'm just trying to learn some some stuff about this Ashen Phoenix voiceless nonsense. Okay, Karen. For now, we need to keep our involvement a secret. You can do that, but we just want to know who you're working for. That's great. What do you mean? You can want whatever you want. It does not mean I will give you that. You know, I mean, you could give it to me if that would be cool. And can I cast Charm Person on him? <laughs> okay, yes, you can. Uh, wisdom save 13. 13. I'm so sorry. Dang it. I wish that I had used Mind Sliver. <laughs> oh, yeah, because then he would have had the negative. Mm-hmm. Crap. Damn it. Again, we'll, we'll keep that to ourselves. Oh, all right. Well, I tried, guys. I don't know if anyone else has any other ideas. My hand's warmed up already. You've done enough. I have a slapping hand just just to let you know. Uh, how about you use those hands to stay over there and not untie people, Jet? Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll keep watching the door. What are your names? You guys have been speaking to not guard, and he just says Vecnus. And what about your buddy? Oh, oh, him. That's Wajinkly. Wow. <laughs> what? Uh, did you just think of that off the top of your head? Wajinkly. Wajinkly, okay. Wajinkly. We got Vecnus and Wajinkly, and they're tied up. 
So we probably don't have to worry about them for a little bit. Won't we weaken and Bernie's this boy out here and uh, just get this this job done? We can learn a little bit more about the voiceless. Maybe like learn a little bit more about the Ash and Phoenix. Vecnus, what do you think will happen if we bring you all to Kovar? I don't know. Oh, if you bring either of us to the voiceless, we will be killed on sight. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, that's the justice system, though. That's not us taking lives. Uh, These are murderers. We're supposed to just, like, let... I mean, we gotta turn them into somebody. Okay, but hear me out here. This guy was, like, telling me that the Ash and Phoenix were, like, the good guys and the voiceless are kind of poopy people. But they're slitting random people's throats. They are not the good people, so how are they supposed to believe them? Not random people. We don't kill innocents. But I... I'm innocent. He was just doing a job and you just tried to slit his throat. You were working with the voiceless. That makes you not innocent. You were trying to do the wait, same wait, wait, job. Wait. But we were not working for the voiceless. But the job was written up by the voiceless. Like, we know that it was written by, by that lady that works there. So how are you not doing the same job for the voiceless? Did someone in the Ash and Phoenix ask you guys to do this? We steal jobs from the voiceless so they cannot become more powerful. Oh... We finish them and get paid from the clients. Which is why we were speaking with Gulliver when you so rudely interrupted. Wait, wait, what? Wait, 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 wait what? 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 Please expound. But you weren't there. When was this? When you came and then you spoke with Kovar. My brain hurts. Like, in the alley? Oh, you were inside the house when we were in the alley. Yes. Oh, that's why he wouldn't open up the door. Mm, okay, okay, okay. And then you killed him? No, Gulliver is alive and well. Oh. Now, if we just happen to leave you guys here tied up, and if we go back and hand this job in, which we're going to do no matter what, if we decide that, hey, maybe the Ash and Phoenix is the right way to go, do you think you guys, well, you know, would you be willing to, like, vouch for us if we kept <laughs> you alive? Give me persuasion. <laughs> Ten. Life is better than death, but I will not stick out my nose for you. What if you just don't do anything towards us? Like, you just stay silent, you know? Like, you see us coming, you just look the other way. You know what I mean? Forgetting a face, as long as you forget ours. Sounds like a deal uh, to me. I'm with it. Yeah, I, that, sounds, that sounds good enough for me for now. Only if... He doesn't slap me again. Oh, yeah, we'll make sure of that. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about him. He's, he's just put him in the other room. Somebody say slap. No, Jet. No, stay quiet. Be, stay, be, shh, shh, shh. Is he telling the truth about forgetting our faces? Uh, give me insight. Ah, uh, nine. Uh, he seems truthful. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so this guy gives a nod to you all. Not Badger is still tied up and unconscious, as well as Reginald. <sighs> Does Reginald have sunglasses on yet? Yeah, we were we were looking for some. I'm going to grab the ring from under the safe. Ooh, good call. Does he, Reginald need to be dressed up in anything else? Did we do anything else to him? I think we put some darker clothes over top of him. All right. Do you guys need help? I think we're good to go. Um, We're going to leave these other two guys here all tied up and stuff. Are they awake? Uh, one of them. I knock out the other one again. I mean, he did say as long as Jet didn't slap him. So, <laughs> so uh, homie needs some darker clothes. Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, I run into the, the front of the store where Blueberry and Sebastian aren't. 
and I take off my pants and put on the new pants. Aren't I standing right there? Oh yeah, Jet's right there. Yeah, I mean, he's, whatever. I'm trying to keep myself decent in front of Blueberry. Understandable. As you see, he pulls these pants up. They change. From a raggedy pair of jeans to these Gucci pants (gasps) that Xander had seen. What the hell? Xander? Uh, yeah. After I change out, I, I walk back in with my Renaissance Adidas pants, and I will put those on Reginald. Sebastian and Blueberry, you see Gucci pants. Whoa. Damn. Wait, where'd you find those? These are the pants I was holding before. The, I put them in my Wait, bag and... That reminds me, can we look at that picture you took of him? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xander, as you start grabbing your camera, it feels like there's something in your pocket. <gasps> what? <sighs> what the heck? What, what's this? I just put these on. So there's no way I put anything in him. Roll me a d20. Oh, God. <gasps> oh, wait. What? No. It's a piranha. 15. You can see that it is desert chapstick. It is chapstick <laughs> that you have seen so many times before. You take it all the time out to your desert trips looking for aliens. What? And this one, you can see it keeps changing flavor slowly. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Okay. This is chapstick that you can use. It has one use. And you can choose your resistance, either fire, lightning, acid, cold, or poison for one hour. What? Oh, shit. That's so sick. That's dope. (laughs) These are the old pants designed by Saint E. Love over on our Patreon. Thank you so much, Saint. Oh, yeah. That's so sick. (laughs) That's dope. Hell yeah. All right. I got to add that shit. Xander, can I try those on? No, I don't have any pants to wear now. Uh, you can wear mine for a minute. I just want to try them on real quick. We are not the same size, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, camera out. What does the picture look like? You guys pop open the picture. Now that you're looking at this picture, it all looks like Gucci pants. Whoa. Yo. Oh. And there's some threading that's all messed up and Namora's there. For Xander only. See, I, I told you guys, this is, they were meant for me. It's like, they, they got my name on them. Literally. What? Gucci. Oh, uh, well. That's not like your real name, though, right? Like, that's a nickname? I may or may not have legally changed it at some point, but that's, uh, I, I guess we don't have to discuss that right now. I wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, um, Reginald now has dark pants on. Guys, I'm going to turn into a horse, but should I do it? Outside or inside? <laughs> I would recommend outside. <laughs> Are people going to be like, what the fuck? This girl just turned into a horse? Well, I think people would question it more if a horse came out of a store. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what would you be more concerned about? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I'd probably question the human turning into a horse more <laughs> rather than a horse just trotting out of a store. Both are weird situations. But, but okay, what if we go down like an alley or something? Yeah, there's there's got to be an alleyway out there. Okay, maybe you guys wait here then. You guys wait here. Keep an eye on the people. Um, Someone watch out the front door for when I come back. I'll be a white horse. Uh, a gray horse. Okay? I'll be back in like a minute. Okay. As a horse? Yes. Just watch for me outside the windows. Okay? All right. Bring him on and put and put mount him on my back and just keep him up straight with the sunglasses like he's riding the horse. Okay, because I won't be able to talk. Got it. Got it. Uh, I just want to go back and make sure that both of them are still knocked out 
And I want to leave them one of my signed uh, EPs. What the fuck? Just so they remember me. Seems like a terrible idea. They're supposed to forget us, bro. How can you forget this name when I'm going to be a star someday? Is that a disc? Yeah. How are they supposed to... <laughs> oh, you're right. I'll leave him one of the tapes. Okay. And I leave him a tape instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't believe you have tapes. Okay. Okay. So we're doing uh, Haven first and then... I don't know what we're doing with the ring. The ring comes that goes there too. I mean, Kovar just said to meet us back at Haven with the ring when the job is done. So I guess he's going to take yeah. care of it after that. And he said to bring Reginald. Yes. Is there anything else in the back room of interest? Like anything else to sift through and the search? safe. Oh yeah, we're still trying to get the safe. We still need to open the safe, yeah. Okay, Xander, before I turn into a horse, let's do that first. Okay. I'm going to need all y'all to give me the best vibes that you can possibly do. Best vibes. Would you like a bardic inspiration? Yes. <laughs> I want to put my okay. ear up to the side of the safe and just listen for clicks with him and try to help him by letting him know if I like hear something. I'm going to massage his shoulders as he does it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sebastian, go ahead and do your inspiration. As you know, Sebastian is very big on some Mayday Parade over here. I have just a very, very short little one for Xander. I had a dream last night. We drove out to hunt some aliens. We lost ourselves in the desert. I wish you left me at home. (laughs) 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 All right. I love it. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is... Blueberry, since you're trying to assist with something, I want you to give me perception. Mm-hmm. And if you get over a 12, I will give Xander advantage on his roll. Okay. So I'll let Ooh. you use the help action if you get over a 12. <gasps> 13. Beautiful. Hell yeah. Nice. All right, Xander, you get advantage on the roll. You're going to add dexterity and 1d6 right now. Yes. Okay, so I got advantage plus dexterity. And then I get to roll a d6. Yes. Quick maths. It's 24. <gasps> it was a dc20. Yes! yes. <laughs> You're able to pop open this safe. Boom! Good job, Sander. Thanks, bro. You know, couldn't have done it without you guys. There are piles of gold coins here. Oh, snap. All of it is the equivalent of 400 gold. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on, guys. This is, we can't. Yeah, we said we'd look in here for any information but, or, like, oh. other stuff to go along with them, but I promised Blueberry we wouldn't, we wouldn't take any of it. Do you realize how set we'd be? There are also some papers in here, and you can see that they are receipts. They're basically for Reginald, and you can see one for Gulliver. Okay, let's take that. He was a sleaze ball, man. Like, he didn't earn this gold rightfully. Why don't we use it and help us get home? We can't steal. It's not stealing. He stole from the other people. We're like Robin Hood. <laughs> but we're not giving it away to anyone. We're giving it to <laughs> people at bars to give us hotel rooms. We are the poor. <laughs> what does the receipt say? Literally just that it was a counterfeit ring and how much money he got. Yes, how much money did he get? How much did he profit? I mean, it was a fake ring. He probably spent a silver or two creating it plus time. It was supposed to be a nice ring. We'll say he made 15 gold. Okay. 
So I want to take 15 gold and I'm going to save this to give back so that he loses no money. Oh, okay. You want to give it to Gulliver? Yes. I want to give it back to Gulliver. I'm going to, I want to, I want to take that and the receipt that says counterfeit so that I could show him. Okay. So then the rest of it is for us, right? No. I want to wink at Sebastian and try and sleight of hand as much of it as I can. Bet. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, oh, guys. Okay, fine. Let's just. Let's go. I'm going to start. I'm going to go to the front door and I'm just going to wave Jet out because I don't know if Blueberry's gone to be a horse yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, uh, Giddy up on Pony. Let's go, guys. Come on. Chop, chop. And I'm going to wave. I'm going to, in the doorway, wave everybody out. Are you being weird? I'm always being weird. I just want to get it going because these guys are going to wake up soon and I don't know what's going on. So I figured we'll just ride the horse back on the Haven and get this all over with. Okay. Yeah. He's got a point. I'll grab, uh, I'll grab homie over here. I'll follow you out in just a minute. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shut the door to the safe. Okay. You do so. I grab all my stuff, head out the front, and I want to look for an alley very nearby or any sort of corner. The outside of this area, uh, most of these shops are closing. There are still a few people walking around. Um, there's one shop that seems to be still open, or at least it's still got lights on, so someone's there. But you are able to just walk around Visage, the building itself, and there's kind of like a a dark alleyway. Okay. I would like to wild shape into a riding horse that is gray with darker gray spots. But what about my sleight of hand? So the thing is, Jet closed the safe on the way. But he wasn't the one in front of the safe. (laughs) Also, I know the combination, so I can just open it back up. It's not a combination. It's a pick. You had to pick well, it. Well, so I, I know the again. pickings. I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I so, know the pickings. Here's the thing. Before Jet leaves, if you like before Jet went to go close the door and leave, if that's when you wanted to do the sleight of hand, I, I will retroactively allow that. We'll say Blueberry left first. And then you were trying to sleight of hand a little bit while Jet was distracted by Sebastian. I mean, I did say sleight of hand before all of those events happened. So I would please. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to give you advantage because sebastian's helping you but if you would like to go for more in a short amount of time you can take a normal roll or even disadvantage oh fuck i wish you kept the bardic inspiration i know right okay all right then i will go for a moderate amount for a normal roll okay roll sleight of hand 17 nice Xander, you're able to get 81 plus 28. I'll uh, sprinkle that in later. (laughs) Jet, you you go to close the safe, not noticing that Xander has grabbed some of the gold and some of the jewels and stuff. And you guys are able to take Reginald out front. And there is a horse waiting for you. Uh, Jet, do you want to carry this guy like honeymoon style or... Over your shoulder. What is less conspicuous? Um, I'll put one arm over my shoulder, and you put one over your shoulder. Anybody asks, he's a uh, he's a little little drunk he's tonight. Just a little tipsy. I I follow. I feel ya. A little intoxicated is all. And I'm hiking under a shoulder. His one arm must be so high on my side compared to <laughs> <I know. Sebastian's. laughs> And you guys are headed towards Haven. Yeah. With this, I'm gonna have you guys roll. One collective performance check. Um, You can decide who does it, and I'll give that person advantage because you're all basically trying to assist each other. 
<laughs> hey, hi, hello. I have the plus two performance. <clears throat> I got plus three. Uh, you boys got plus five. Oh, yeah, 100% him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if blueberries is better than plus five. But... Blueberry's a horse. Blueberry's horse. Okay. <laughs> Uh, first one is a 12. That's an eight. Oh, fuck. I goofed that, guys. Uh, so okay. 12. <laughs> plus five? Yeah, with a plus five. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a big oof. The dark night of the city means it is relatively quiet now. There are people around the market area, but this is still the only area that seems to be, like, bustling as it's getting quite late. Heading toward Haven takes you away from the market to the northwest. There is a main road you are following, and there's an increase in elevation over, like, a long period of time. And you're getting closer and closer to the other end of the archway. Ahead seems to be an area that is raised off of the muddy ground with large stone bricks. This is where Kovar Point to Haven was. And there is a staircase and two men standing here blocking the staircase. Short swords at their sides. Uh, Blueberry, do you want to find another alley, or you want to just... How good are you on stairs? Okay. <laughs> I am facing the stairs. I'm going to walk up and be like, hey, what's up, guys? Can we bring the bring the horse up? Uh, who are you? Uh, we're 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 homies of the voiceless. We're with Kovar. Uh, he told us to meet him back here with uh, with this guy on the horse. Take him up, Dave. The one dude looks to the other one, just gestures, and the other guy goes, Yeah, follow me, and starts walking up the stairs. Uh, is the horse allowed on the stairs? Yes. As you walk up, this one guard kind of takes the center of the staircase now after you guys have passed, and the other one takes you over. There are a couple buildings over here. Uh, many of them are large. They look pretty old, and this is the first time you guys have been on like solid ground that's like stone since you've gotten to pass out. The rest is very muddy and gross. And you can see this has been around for a long time, especially on the edges. There's gross like algae and mold. But he brings you to an inn that is two stories tall uh, and it has a small sign that says Haven. Kovar should be inside. If not, you can just ask for Gerald. OK. Um, hey, is, is it cool if our friend just like turns back into a human right here? Oh, um, yeah, that's not a horse. Uh, it, you can see he was just about to pet the horse. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't do that. That's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, that's no, fine. No, it's okay. Um, it's just a misunderstanding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, yeah. Yeah, bye. Uh, yeah, bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he feels very uncomfortable. He starts walking back towards the staircase. Uh, okay, Blueberry. Uh, actually, Jet, you want to pop him off there? And then I think you're good. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, right on my shoulder. I'll stay a horse for now. Oh, okay. What? Okay. As long as I can get in wherever we're going. I'm going to say the, the building itself probably isn't big enough <laughs> for a horse to fit through. That you could, like, stay outside and, and look through the windows. No, I'll turn back. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was a perfect <laughs> image. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all just walking in weekend at Bernie's style with just a horse looking through the window. Yep. This inn is rather open uh, and is rather large. It is two stories with the upper story being completely enclosed. Like there's no balcony or anything up there. There are multiple little alcoves with little tables and chairs that certain groups of patrons are piled into and laughing loudly with various drinking beverages. This is nice because like each party gets a little more privacy here. Uh, it's not like a big open bar. There is a single bar here 
It's rather large and a single bartender, but no stools at the bar. Multiple bar workers are coming up to pick up drinks here, and they seem to be delivering them to the various tables. This is the first area you are seeing a set of tall elves wearing bright green clothes. There is a table of them here who seem to be enjoying themselves, but most of the other patrons are staring at them increasingly. Hmm. You also see a set of stairs, and it seems to be someone, uh, again, very similar to the last set of stairs, blocking the entranceway. Uh, this man is much more well-dressed. He looks more like a bouncer. There is one man behind the bar. I'll walk up to him. Uh, hey, what's up, boss? Um, you know where Kovar is? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, upstairs. Type. Um, we got a delivery. Oh. Is it cool if we head up? Yeah, oh, got you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here, you need this. Um, and he, he gives you, uh, it's literally like a small token. And he says, that'll get you upstairs. Tight. Good looks, boss. Ooh. Oh, that's easy. Wait, is that for like all of us or? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're fine. They'll, they'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll head over to the upstairs. The bouncer dude kind of like looks at you, flash that little coin and he steps aside. Takes you guys a second because you actually have to get him up this rather thin staircase, which is a little bit harder than you probably thought. Upstairs is much more private. There is one large hallway that leads in two directions from the top of the stairs. And you can actually hear Kovar speaking in an open room in front of you. I'll walk in, knock on the door and be like, yo, Kovar, Yovar, um, what up? Uh, we got, um, we got a little special delivery, a little package tied up nice and tight for you. I see. Thank you. Let us go. And he starts walking past you, Xander, to go back out into the hallway. Okay, all right, all right. And he takes you down this hallway that's left from the stairs. Um, you pass a few doors, some of them open. You can see rooms for, like, tentative guests. At the end of this hall, he opens the door. You may sit. And inside, there's a few long couches, as well as a couple of goons in here, dressed similar to, like, Badger was. There's also a large, bronze, dragonborn man here behind a small desk, and he is writing something down with a, one of those cool feather pens. Kovar goes to speak with him, and the Dragonborn man gives a nod, and some of the goons come over. We'll take him. And they point to Reginald. Uh, Jet? Yeah? You want to just hand him over, I guess? All right. Plop him down. All right, all right. Kovar, thank you for fixing our little problem, and I am sorry about Badger. Good lad. Though Mr. Reginald will provide us with some nice coin. We will discuss the matter at hand after I take care of your vigilantes. Kovar comes over to you, says, I will be waiting for you downstairs if you need to speak with me again. Tight. And this large dragonborn man says, Do you have the ring? Yeah. Yeah, I got it right here. Mm, perfect. May I? He like gestures his hand up. I'm going to pull it back for just a second. Before I hand this over, I just got like a couple of super quick questions. I, I will give it to you. I just want to hold on to it for a second. I have more questions for you as well. Okay. All right. When we were out there getting the homie, getting the ring, we ran into two dudes, Vecnus and Wajinkly. That last name really doesn't sound real, but... <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them. They were working for the Ashen Phoenix. That was my next question. Did you kill them? Uh, no. Not particularly. But, hold up, hold up. So, they were the ones that, that killed Badger and the Valorith Guard. The only reason we didn't kill them 
It's because we're, we're pretty new here. We're not trying to get too much blood in our hands right away, you know what I'm saying? So we left them tied up, then knocked out. They're not doing much. So they're not really like a danger right now. It was a, it was a weird day. Homie got his neck slit. That was wild. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Mm. They are ruthless. They're, uh, they're tied up in the back of Visage. Uh, do with that information as you will. All right, let's get this over with. Uh, names. What up? I'm Xander Gucci Supreme. Uh, Xander. All right. Blueberry Sky. Uh, hi, I'm Sebastian. Blueberry Sky. Sebastian. Large one. Jet. Jet. All right. <laughs> Occupations. Address. Where do you live? I need, I need all this stuff. Why do you need all that stuff? I'm a camera guy. How else would you like us to contact you for future jobs? Uh, oh, let me pull out my phone. Let me grab my number. What? Yeah, my Instagram DMs are always open. Um, <laughs> Xander, as you grab out your phone, it's dead. What? Can I use my batteries to charge it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a, there's no way a camera has like a USB. <laughs> Maybe I've got like a USB to camera battery charger in my backpack. Give me a D100 roll. And if it's 100, you have that. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It was so close with a 17. This is bullshit. <laughs> All right, fine. Phone's dead. Shit, bro. I'm sorry. Phone's dead. I don't remember my number. You could email my manager. Yeah, just throw my stuff on with hers, I guess. I mean, we normally do house calls or send mail or... We don't really have an address here. If this is a one-time thing, you can just tell me so I can get this over with. It might just be a one-time thing. Well, hold on. Maybe in the future we could have some more, but like... If you tell our, our buddy at the tattoo shop, he'll, he'll get in touch with us. What? That seems like a bit of a stretch, Jet. You know Jatoba down at the docks? I don't. Oh, never mind then. That was my last resort. We don't spend too much time at the docks, but if you guys are looking for jobs, you can always just come here and ask, okay? Okay. That works. Yeah. Perfect. You can see he brings out four bags. This just will take a second. And you see he opens all of the bags and he sifts through them takes about half of the coins and puts it in a drawer and puts half of the coins back in the bag. Half of the coins out, half the coins back in a bag for all four of them. Uh, wait, Good looks. Thank what, you. About, what, about, what about the other coins? You left them alive. You were told to kill them. We were not. You were told them, you told us we could kill. Yes, you were. No, you said we could I kill anyone. You gave us permission. Yeah, we were given permission. We were never specifically told to do this. If Kovar gave you the wrong instructions, that is not my fault. And he hands you the bags. Wait, so what's how much are we, give, are we given? 25 gold each. What if I said we were lying and we actually did kill them? <laughs> I think it's a little late for that. <laughs> are you saying what if to this man? Yes. Uh, you told me you didn't kill them. Are you saying you are a liar? No. Then take your money and leave. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. It was actually, it was a test. See, like, we wanted to get a little bit more information from you, and we weren't really sure how to gauge this whole thing, so I told you that we, uh, we didn't kill them and that they were there. It's a whole big thing that we planned here. Yeah, yeah, plan. Like, we, we actually did absolutely kill him because, you know, we, we're, we're thorough. Kill them hard. Yeah, Xander, show him the daggers that you took from him when we killed him. Yeah, I'll pull out those daggers and, um, and then also my other, da Jacob's knife. 
with uh, a little bit of crusted blood on it. You think I'm going to let someone slit my throat and I'm going to point to the little scar on it and let him get away with it? I slapped the shit out of a man. He looks at you all and says, you are either conning me now or you lied to me when we first met. Which one was it? Oh, we're just straight liars. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) That is good to know. Listen, you gotta lie sometimes. It's ruthless out there. You know, you've been in this business. This isn't new to you. Guys, that was such a stupid joke. I know the last people we worked for, you know, before we moved, loved stupid jokes like that. Oh, like, oh, yeah, we totally did that. Give us the extra money. But, like, we don't know these people. We shouldn't be joking with these guys. They're going to take it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, Blueberry's right, guys. All right, joke over. <laughs> no, we, we, it was all joke. Sorry. This one has her head on straight. Sorry about them. Blueberry, give me deception. <laughs> Damn, I was trying to go for deception. <laughs> I was trying to help you out, but I'm sorry. Fifteen? Uh, he says, I will be working with you and you alone from now on. They may come, they may not speak. That's fair. Wait, oh, I have one question. Um, So there's some fish at Visage that aren't really being taken care of properly. Do you, like, have the resources to have them rehomed? Yes. Is he telling the truth? Give me insight. Oh, six. He seems like he's telling the truth. Okay, thank you. Are you guys head back to the main floor? Uh, yeah. Kovar is there, and he gives you a nod. He's sitting at one of these tables in one of these little alcoves. How did it go? I think I pissed off you, boy, but... Yeah, and I got a bone to pick with you, Kovar. <laughs> you do not want to God. piss off Jaria. Jaria. Luckily, our girl Blue here, she's like a super sweet talker, just charmed the fuck out of him. But like, so we still Gucci, but uh, I, I don't think I should ever speak to him. Is there anything else you need from me? What can you tell us about the Ashen Phoenix? Hmm. Murderers in the city. Disgusting. They've been killing our people. He basically just goes on to say they're killing all of the voiceless and taking the jobs from them and then completing the jobs without permission from the clients uh, and getting paid that way. And they are like weakening the voiceless's numbers. How did your beef with each other start? Like, why do they want to decrease the power of the voiceless so much? Greed, passion, who knows? Some people are just jealous. You think that's really it? I mean, they believe that we are the problem in the city. They are the ones not following the rules. I mean, yeah, I think it, it looks that way. I'm just wondering what their justification is. Could not tell you. They're not one for speaking with us. Tried that once. Hmm. How do you get along with, like, the people of Valorith? Well enough. I was the one who uh, connected with the Valorith Guard to allow them to come into Pastow and keep them here. There is an uh, embassy of sorts nearby. What do the Valorith Guards do here? I mean, this isn't their city, right? Valorith does not recognize Pastow as its own city, though the Guard here are meant to keep everything in check and keep appearances up. Um... Another thing, when we were getting ready to go to Visage, 
Jet asked about that temple where we saw we saw a bunch of people holding candles and chanting and walking in. Uh, what's what's that all about? I'm not positive, though I believe it was a ritual of sorts. I did not see exactly what you're speaking of, but if they were all going into a dark temple with candles, it may be a passing. Like kind of like a funeral? Like a trend? Like a craze? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. He says similar to a funeral, but this is a brighter outlook. Oh. Like a celebration of life rather than a mourning of death, right? Oh, I like uh, that. More like a chance at life. What? Um, excuse me? You do not know about a passing. No. Well, if you're not from the bigger cities, I understand this. There aren't many plane-touched people there. Uh, Jet has his own plane. Uh, does that count? <coughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Holy shit, that shit. took me a second. Oh, man, that's good. You timed that perfectly for while I was drinking Sorry. water. He says, well, those who are plain touched tend to have more control over their souls. When they are killed on their way from the material plane to the astral plane, they have a little more control of where they might go. Oh, it's kind of like the Black Panther shit. They have a chance to go to Pandemonium. See, a long time ago, a wizard tried to combine the material plane with Pandemonium to bring chaos to the world. Now, plane touch souls have a way of getting to Pandemonium on their way to the astral plane as it sits between the two. Gives them a second chance to allow their soul back into their body. When they get to Pandemonium, they acquire a body of a fallen hero that was there when the wizard Volazar was defeated. Their bodies still remain and allow mortals to use them to have a chance of returning to the material plane. If they can fight through Pandemonium and make it to a portal that resides there. As long as the body is kept warm and undecaying, the soul can thrive. Oh... That is a lot to unpack. Luckily, there aren't that many plane-touched people in the world, so it does not happen that often. How do people become plane-touched? When they travel from one plane to another. Whoa. Hey, did we do that? And how do people travel from one plane to another? Generally, strong magic. Guys, I think we did (gasps) that. Do people, like, pay for that service sort of thing? (laughs) <laughs> if you paid for that service, the magistrate would be after you rather quickly. Guys, the magistrate was after us. Yeah, but then you'd be on another plane, right? If you choose to live there, yes. And I'm sure there are many plane touched people living on other planes. So wouldn't anyone who is plane touched be wanted by the magistrate? If they know about it. Not all who are plane touched did it themselves. Some were forced into it. Others found portals on the material plane itself. Is there a way to find said portal to a specific area? I'm sure. How does one tell if you have been plane touched? There is no indication. Unless you choose to die. Well, I guess we're not finding out then. Cool. Thank you for uh, for, for all that, Kovar. That's um, very good to know. Yeah, we appreciate the info. I don't think I have any other questions. 
Are the elves here nice? I'm like looking at the, the ones that are in green. His eyes dart over to them. Back at you. Tourists. Oh. From Valorith? Yes. They come to pass down? Don't they like look down on it? Yes. Y'all ever heard the term slum in it? No. It's it's like it's like when entitled rich folks go to like underprivileged areas or like like a dive bar, something like that. Just to like see how the other folks live and it's like dangerous and exciting and all that shit. It's real degrading. Sounds about right. Where were you born, Kovar? Here. Oh. You know what? Actually, what was your goal with uh with introducing Valorith to uh to Pastel? I don't know, if you see the folks from Valorith as tourists that are like demeaning coming them coming down here, then why would you want Valorith in the city? Valorus was sending their people here. They had constructed the embassy and they started filling it. I simply reached out to make sure they wouldn't change Pastel. Now the voiceless and them, specifically the guard, have an agreement. Okay. You're working with them to make sure it goes the way it should, rather than letting them go wild. There are three rules in Pastel. Many more above. Yeah. If they had their way, they would have sent an army here and enforced all of the rules. Well, that's not fair, but they're not. They're not trying to do that. We have good relations with the guard. That's good. Compromise. Mm Mm-hmm. Yo, is there, uh, is there, like, a good place to stay anywhere around here? Because, um, it's kind of late, and, like, we just got here. You may stay here if you wish to pay for a room. We don't get, like, a Kovar discount? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if Jiria is not too happy with you right now, I don't know if it's the best place for you to stay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we were supposed to meet Jatoba at a tavern, right? Anyway, and buy him a drink and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, we actually had plans anyway, Kovar. Uh, you know, we'd love to stay, but uh, I guess if everyone's good on questions, uh, I think we're good to go. Yeah, sounds good. Kovar bids you adieu. Guys, should I try to talk to those elves or no? Uh, I mean, uh, you of all people would be the ones to do so. I know, but like, I don't know what to ask. Ask them about their dresses. They're from the fancy up city, right? I assume so. Yeah, so I don't know. You could ask them about uh, what goes on up there. Should I invite them to bowling night? Sure. (gasps) Yes. We could divide into teams. Do you guys want to pretend that you're from here and I just met you all? Yeah, you're dressed way fancier than us. Well, I don't know about me, because I got all this Gucci on you. So. <laughs> and you're like the locals showing me around. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to walk up to the elves. Well, are they, are they like my age, or are they like old people? They're a little older. Not like old, old, but they're yeah. like older. Excuse me, hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> This is Delphi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wondrous. You already know my name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Blueberry. We are Mr. and Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh my gosh. Hi. You guys are from Valorith, right? 
How could you tell? Oh, so quaint down here. I know, right? So I just met some locals who are going to take me to, get this, a bowling night at a local inn. I'm dying. Um, But I low-key don't want to go by myself. You know, I'd feel more safe if I had like other uh, elves with me. Would you guys want to come? Are you also from Valorith? Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's wondrous. Wondrous. Which part? Uh, the north side. Oh my gosh. How have we not run into each I other don't before? Know. You know, I usually don't go out much. Um, but, you know, I just started to move out of my parents' place. So I'm trying to, like, get out there more. Ooh. And so I came down here to, like, really experience life. So. <gasps> Us too. Have you ever heard of slumming it? Yeah, that's what my friends told me about when they recommended I come yes, down here to, yes. like, find myself, you know? Our beautiful vacation, uh, under the arch. <laughs> I know, it's wild. Where, where is this tavern? We were told not to leave the haven area, uh, as it gets quite dangerous. I know, it's like actually in the town, you know, like it's, it's actually oh. in the town. Like oh. we'd be, you know, really living like the people here. What do you think, hon? The man goes, I think that might actually be. Interesting. Do you have protection? Um, <laughs> not, uh, particularly. What? What about us? But the people that I just met seem really, really nice. They've kind of been giving me tours, and they seem like they can handle themselves. And, like, I kind of trust them, but also, like, I don't really know them. You know what I mean? Why don't you just give me persuasion? <laughs> okay. Oh! Dirty 20. You know, we've just been at this bar and we've only gone to a few shops. So why don't we have some fun tonight? (laughs) Oh, yes, we must. Let us go. Let us go. Let me pay for our drinks. And and so they start paying. Mr. Doubtfire chugs the rest of his drink. (laughs) And you can see he grabs his cane and puts his top hat on. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the worst idea. I'm so into this. I'm going to ruin these people's lives. Hey, new friends. These are my n- even newer friends, Mr. and Mrs. Doubtfire. Hey, what's good? Hey, it's nice to meet you. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah, we, we're uh, we're from here. Yeah. Yes, uh, charmed. Mrs. Doubtfire has put her uh, like hand out towards you. Like to kiss or to shake? To kiss. <laughs> I will <No>. oblige. <laughs> Thank you. Let us go. You may show us the way. On it. Uh, okay, let's go. <laughs> you guys are just heading straight towards the Drunken Ox? Yes. Yeah. You're going directly southward this time. Uh, you're passing a bunch of different types of building. You can see that every once in a while you have to stop because Mr. and Mrs. Doubtfire are like admiring a, a building of different architecture. Um, there's this one that's completely made of animal hides, Whoa. and it looks like it is a cubic tent. As they're admiring it, I just want to be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's where I uh, that's where I fought off a, a saber toothed tiger. Uh, helped actually make the the house, you know. Uh, that's how I got this, and I'm gonna point at the scar across my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disgusting! Oh my! I know, crazy times back then. Who? But I've put that oh, behind me. James, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Finally make it to the Drunken Ox. Uh, the tavern is in the dwarven part of town. Um, that was like the area where you had gone to Arcane Tatao, saw the temple. 
And this is just the place that Chichoba recommended. It's dwarven, but it was made specifically in Pastau, so all the roofs and doorways are big enough for all of you to fit through. It's all one story as you walk in. It's pretty loud here. There is a, it's basically like a, a big long rectangle with a bar to one end. Perpendicular to that, running the length of the building are like these galley-like tables. Basically really long tables that all run together. Think of like uh, Harry Potter, like that main room where they all eat. Yeah. That's the type of tables that are in here. At the other end of all these tables, there is some cheering and jeering where a crowd of people have gathered around an area that seems to slope downward inside this building. Is that bowling? Yeah, it looks like it's like down some stairs of some sort, but it's hard to see because there's a crowd of people. I want to try to peek over. Is it bowling? Yeah, you can see a group (gasps) of people standing on a few stairs going downward and in this pit is a makeshift bowling alley. You can see just past the two sets of lanes is a large mechanical ox, which looks like it has been moved out of the way to make room for the bowling alley. Can we see Jatoba anywhere? You hear his voice as he's telling a grand story. <laughs> grand story. <laughs> grand story, story. Yes, I'm telling a story. That's what you hear in the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is wondrous right oh my god actually everything's sticky <laughs> yeah that's, you'll find that a lot with Pastow. uh oh we're just a really oh. sticky place you know you can see that mr james doubtfire is at the front of the building so he's trying to clean off the mud from his his nice shoes uh yeah don't bother bud it's just gonna get worse honestly hey uh you guys want something to drink i'll go run by the bar bring bring around over yes give me give me the local specialty all right, perfect. And I'll head over. There's a bartender here. So, hey, what up, bro? Um, do you have any goat's milk? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're the we're the drunken ox. You think we'd have goat's milk? We're not the drunken goat. I know it's not. It's not like actually milked. It's a local thing, I guess. I don't know. It was an alcohol. What's the strongest drink you got? I don't care if it's tasty. It's a local specialty, huh? Yeah. He bends down for a second and he brings up. A big, hollowed-out ox horn. Oh, shit. You want an ox horn? Yeah, give me uh, five of those and then one normal ale. Five of those. There's a bunch of us. I don't know. You want five? They're gold each. That's fine. I got you. All right. (laughs) It'll get you fucking drunk. Like, it'll fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You Honestly, that's perfect. So five of those and one normal ale because I don't think Blueberry would be down to drink. Or actually, can I get... That same drink, but not in an ox horn. How about that? You have to hand him the gold to start. So we'll just say it's five gold for five plus an extra beer. And he has to like hand you two at a time so you can start bringing them back because they're so big. And he gets one uh, small like mug for blueberry. All right, everybody drink up. Here we go. This is a local specialty. And I got you this because I didn't think you'd want to drink out of a, out of a horn blue. No, thanks. Yeah. Wait, what is this? Xander, this smells so gross. I, he promised it was delicious. And you're just going to take his word for it? Yeah. Jet's already drank half of his. And it's vegan? Yours is, yeah. All right. I don't know, guys. I think it's pretty good. Does Ms. Mr. and Mrs. Doubtfire have it too? Yeah. This is... What? Oh, my... Good. All right. All right. Uh, when in pastel. That's what we say here. <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms up. Cheers. Mrs. Doubtfire is definitely <laughs> sipping pretty fast. Oh, wonderful. While Mr. Doubtfire is drinking his, I want to drink mine with him and kind of take one finger and just tilt it so he drinks it faster. 
Uh, he, you can see he pushes it away from him. He spills a little bit on himself. Mm, good, right? I just cleaned these shoes. Huh. Uh, you can see Jatoba. You all ordered oxhorns on your first day here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jatoba! Hey, what's good, my dude? Oh my gosh. Oh, he comes over and he, he, he's a little drunk already. He comes up and he gives you like a good handshake, Xander. Boy, have we had a day, Jatoba. Oh, me too. I did something to my back earlier and I just can't stand straight anymore. Oh, go give Blueberry a hug. What? What? She'll pop that right in. What? I don't know. She almost snapped Jack's back in half the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, can I send him some good vibes? All right. (laughs) What what are vibes? Well, I gave him one health. Hopefully that goes right to his back. (laughs) Oh, well, Xander, pretty well done. I always got you, boo. Jatoba, these are our new friends. Mr. and Mrs. Douthfire from Valorith. Oh, oh, okay. We're here to ball. Yeah, they're they're fun. Don't worry. Uh, ooh, um, I would recommend they don't bowl. Nah, they want a bowl. We want a bowl. I don't think the crowd would care for them too much. Why do you say that? They're Valorithy. What if we just make them look a little different? Maybe hard to convince others. Then they aren't gonna like me either. I point to my ears. Elves are fine. They have no idea. They're making assumptions. They should stop making assumptions based on people's race. You should go tell all those drunk people that. I'm sure it will go over great, Blueberry. Do you guys want a bowl? Oh, yes. Wonderful. Did they hear what Jatoba said or no? We'll just say that they were so both drinking um, and kind of like looking around. So they did not hear that. Okay. Don't worry. We'll keep them safe. I feel like we should tell them. So they can make the decision. We don't want to ruin their night. They're having fun. They, they, they're ha- for having fun, Blue. Okay, guys. Um, let's go bowling then. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yes, oh, wonderful. And you guys head over. You can hear the crowd cheers one last time. This one orcish man gives a nice bow and gives a nice handshake to this little gnome who was uh, just bowling against him. You guys are able to walk up to the start as the crowd goes silent. And for today, that's a wrap. Oh. Uh-oh. It's going to be Ooh, fine. Boy. We're going to be okay. That's fine. Oh, yeah. We just might have some protecting to do. It's going to be real fun. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Support us over on Patreon for exclusive, hilarious bonus content, deep dives into each episode, live listening parties, discounts, and so much more. Becoming a patron at any tier gets you entered into our merch giveaway each episode. Merch, you say? Yes, we have amazing merch over at cast-party.myshopify.com. And this week's giveaway winner is Jimbo. We will be contacting you to get you some awesome Cast Party merch. And thank you all so, so much for listening. Behind the scenes for this episode will be out next week, and we will see you March 1st for episode 10. Bye-bye. Big G, large black coffee. Aw, thank you, Eric. Can't believe I gotta get my own coffee now. Oh, my. 
This is delicious. You really are great, Eric. Best barista in town. We should call you Eric the Great. <gasps> What's this? A Valentine's Day card from my best restaurant-owning fashion designer friend, Eric? <gasps> Roses are red. Blue is for Barry. I hope your Palantines is wonderful and merry. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Um and you know what? Uh you want me to forget you? Okay, forget me too. And Shut we can the leave. Fuck now. Up. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I hate you, Ryan. I love that song so much. Uh, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> that was that was perfect for this situation too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shout out to Halsey, uh, my love. <laughs> yes. Get her on next episode. Um, 